You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, Giants fans, and welcome to the Valentine's Views podcast. Please like, share, and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts across the Big Blue View Radio Network. If you're listening to our show that way, folks, we have got to talk about some of these New York Giants as we get into the meat of 2023 Giants training camp. You know, if you can believe it or not, as I record this, as you guys listen to this, the Friday practice will be held at 10 o'clock at uh, Quest Diagnostics in East Rutherford, and then the Giants will practice on Saturday evening, and that will be it for fans in East Rutherford getting a chance to watch the Giants in training camp. It's not what it used to be back in the days of, of two-a-days, back in the days when the Giants were in Albany, when there were 25 to 30 practices that fans could go to. This will be the last two days of the nine open practices that fans will uh, will have had an opportunity to witness in, in East Rutherford. But anyway, let's get back to talking about some of these Giants rookies. And if you've been following our reports at Big Blue View and anywhere else that you get your, your Giants information, you know that two players in particular have really stood out among the Giants rookie class. That would be wide receiver Jalen Hyatt, and sixth-round pick Trey Hawkins the third cornerback out of Old Dominion. Hyatt, we've spent some time on, had an opportunity to, uh, to talk to Hyatt. We played some audio from Hyatt uh, a few days ago. Well, actually, a little bit later in this show, we'll play some audio from, from Hyatt speaking to media on Thursday. We will also play some audio from Giants veteran cornerback Adoree Jackson, on the challenges so far of of guarding Hyatt and and what he thinks of the young speedster out of uh, out of Tennessee who the Giants drafted in the third round. Hyatt had another big day on Thursday, a couple of long catches on passes from Daniel Jones, including one where he beat a double team with Darnay Holmes and safety Xavier McKinney guys that have been around the league for a while. McKinney in particular, a guy the Giants are counting on to be a mainstay of their defense in uh, in 2023. Hyatt has impressed not just with his speed. Hyatt has impressed with his hands. He's impressed with his ability to make some catches in traffic. He's impressed with some of his route running the idea coming out of Tennessee that Hyatt couldn't run NFL routes. He's putting that to bed day after day in, in training camp. Who knows what his uh, 
what his ceiling is going to be in 2023. Who knows how much he's going to play, but when he is in the field, teams will have to respect that speed. And, and, and what I say really is that I think Hyatt is farther along and more developed as a wide receiver than many people thought entering the 2023 draft. He obviously got dinged because of the the uniqueness of the Tennessee offense, the way that they spread uh, the way that they spread players out, the limited route tree that they run, the idea that on many many passes in Tennessee there's really only one, sometimes two wide receivers running pass routes. Very unique, very different offense. And a lot of people entering the draft held that against him. But each and every day, he is making GM Joe Shane look smart for trading up in the third round and making sure that the Giants added Hyatt in uh, in the 2023 draft. Obviously, a long way to go before we get to the regular season. And this little bit of training camp success doesn't guarantee anything in the regular season, but it certainly is exciting. It certainly is worth dreaming about as a, for Giants fans to think about what this young man could be. Jamison Crowder the other day said that uh, that Hyatt reminds him of Deshaun Jackson, and Giants fans know all too well. What Sean Jack, what Deshaun Jackson was able to do to NFL defenses, in particular the Giants, when uh, when Deshaun Jackson was in his prime a few years ago. The the other guy who's been really really impressive, if you and again if you've been reading reports, that would be Trey Hawkins, sixth round pick out of Old Dominion, a young man who has quickly quickly moved into a situation where the Giants have been giving him some reps with the first team over the past few days. When the Giants do that, they have either been resting veteran cornerback Adoree Jackson, who's expected to be their number one guy, or very, very interestingly, using Jackson in the slot. I can't really imagine the Giants actually wanting to use two rookie cornerbacks to use Hawkins and Deontay Banks as their outside cornerbacks, as their primary outside cornerbacks with Jackson in the slot. I can't imagine that that is really, really plan A for the Giants, but it is something that they are looking at and Hawkins has been acquitting himself very, very well. If this continues throughout the rest of training camp, throughout preseason, I think you will see some situations where the Giants move Jackson into the slot. That might that might be a good thing against a team like the Dallas Cowboys, where CeeDee Lamb plays in the slot, where you know there might be other teams where the best wide receiver is a slot guy. And it would make sense for Adoree Jackson to be in the slot. So if Hawkins continues what he's been doing, Wink Martindale said uh, on Thursday, said the young man is having a great camp. And he repeated that multiple times. Great camp. Um, 
Wink didn't seem to be phased by the idea that he's a sixth round pick that uh that he and uh, he and Banks would be a rookie duo on the outside but I still can't imagine that that is really really something that the Giants would want to to rely on you know game in and game out play in and play out but we'll see it looks like at the way that he's going Hawkins will earn a role on the uh on the the 2023 uh, Giants defense in some fashion. You know, it's it's interesting. Not a lot of rookie cornerbacks, day three rookie cornerbacks, really are guys who make impacts on their teams right away. Tariq Wooten, last year, fourth round pick, was really the exception to the rule, played exceptionally well. Guy who... Uh, made a lot of people look silly for leaving him to the uh, to the fourth round of the draft um but guy that uh but what Wooten did last year starting all season long is not something that uh that happens very often with rookie day 3 cornerbacks the last player to have the kind of success that he had last year was probably Shaq Griffin back in 2017. So it's really not something that uh, that is normal. But you know, Woolen was terrific last year for the Seattle Seahawks, and maybe just maybe the Giants have found a guy who can have similar success for them in uh, in 2023. Um, you know, Woolen, if you look at his uh, at his stats, he started all 17 games for Seattle last year, had six interceptions, was third in uh, defensive rookie of the year voting, made the Pro Bowl. If the Giants get anything close to that kind of performance out of Trey Hawkins, that's uh, that's incredible. Obviously, you know, day three guys are are more flyers than anything else, and when, you know, it's it's fantastic to hit on some of those guys. If you're going to be a top tier franchise, you have to hit on some of those guys. You have to get some of those players to play above their above their draft position and maybe just maybe Trey Hawkins can be one of those players for the New York Giants. All right, let's uh let's get to audio from Jalen Hyatt and from Adoree Jackson talking about Hyatt. First up, you'll hear from Hyatt and then you'll hear uh, Adoree Jackson addressing some questions from the media regarding how much pressure Hyatt puts on a defense. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. 
you can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Prop G Pod wherever you get your podcasts. trying to get better every day. Beyond speed, how much is there to your game you know, beyond just being fast and running straight? Uh, I think for me it's just, um, you know, what can you do with contested catches? Um, you know, can you can you make 50-50 balls? Um, and when you are getting uh, covered and um, you're not in the spot that you want to be in, can you make a play? And that's really what I want to show, um, you know, Daniel and Coach Dave and uh, really everybody on our team um, just want to show the respect for it. And what can you do? Do you feel like you've, you've shown that you can make those plays so far in camp? You know, I think I can do everything. You know, I want to be a complete receiver. I think that's the biggest thing for me. Um, and that's going to be day by day, you know, just getting more comfortable as far as in the league and um, how, how defenders are, how they cover. You know, everything's more a tight space. So I'm um, just getting open quicker. Um, but that's why I want to show that I'm a complete receiver. What kind of expectations did you have coming in here, and have you exceeded those at that point? Yeah, um, I always set high goals for myself. You know, high goals. I want to be offensive uh, rookie of the year. You know, I think that's the biggest thing I want to do. It's and, a big goal. Yeah, and um, but we're gonna we're gonna get there. You know, it's gonna be day by day. You know, we're gonna stack days, and um, you know, even if it's a good day or a bad day, we're gonna learn from it and get better. Dory, uh, just as a secondary, going against Jalen Hyatt, hit a couple of big catches yeah. today. What does that speed do for a secondary? Does it, is that even in the back of your mind at all? Uh, I don't say it's in the back of our mind. I think it helps us um, because you never know what you're going to get. Like uh, I don't know who somebody was asking about what receiver is the, the toughest to guard that we have in practice. And I, I tell them I like them all because you get every look. You know what I mean? You got the short, shifty, quick. You got Jalen, you know, nice stride, speed with, with Slay. You got Seals who can do a little bit of everything. Um, Isaiah as, as well, and you got Colin, the big physical, and you got Darren Waller, we got to go against, or, or Cager. So you get a little bit of everything, and I think being able to have the group that we have, you know, a lot of everyone has speed, and this is a passing league, so you get to get different looks because um, you never know what's going to happen through the season. What's your impressions of Jalen, and like, what did you know about him before versus what you've seen out of camp so far? Uh, my favorite impression of him is always the uh, when he was doing his uh, pro day. And the, the coach from the Cowboys was saying, like, yeah. you know, you got a specific skill set. And he kept like, what's that? Like, I can run routes too, though. And uh, I, I respected that uh, of him. And I think that's my impression of a guy that who is confident in his, his gameplay and understands that people may, that's what anything, people may say you can do one thing and it's just your way of showing that you can do it all. And, you know, I, I like him. Good head on the shoulders. Um, great charisma. Uh, I think he's a great, great person. What are your particular impressions of this route? I mean, that you're seeing it out here. 
Uh, I, I think he does a great job uh, of, of running routes, uh, honestly. Uh, it's just so like funny how so. that. Say it again? Like how so? Um, whatever they say that he couldn't do, I'm seeing him do it. Getting out of his breaks, um, know how to you know sell it. He's good at, at um, in press coverage. Can, if you're off, the same way. So I think he does a, a lot of great things well. And I think you know when you hear what you can do, you work on it. And he's coming out here showing that he's a, he can be a complete receiver. What's it like trying to run with him straight up? And like, I know you guys knew he was fast, and you said he's like a strider. Mm -hmm. Has his speed almost? Does it surprise you a little bit because of the way like when you see him running like that? Um, I don't want to say it, it, it surprises, but it is. Uh, you know, he, I feel like he's a guy. Once he's rolling, he's rolling. If that makes sense. Like when you see Darren Waller run, it's like okay, he's fast. But then when them legs start to churn, it's like, okay, he's just going away like a Usain Bolt. I'm not saying it's Usain Bolt, but I'm saying like how that stride is like, okay, everybody else is tink, tink, tink. His is tink, 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 but he's still separating and going, you know, with speed. So uh, I don't want to say it's surprising, you know, being a track guy, seeing the different stride lengths and different runners, but it is very impressive how fluid and smooth he is when he's running. I, I like that a lot about him. All right, before we wrap it up, a couple of other rookies that we really need to talk about, at least mention briefly here. Second round pick, John Michael Schmitz, is a guy who entered camp with the Giants saying there would be a competition between Schmitz and Ben Bredesen for the starting center job. First couple of practices, first few practices, those guys sort of rotated. Schmitz would be the would be the first team center one day. Bredesen would be the first team center the next day. As I record this, I think indications are that that competition as it was may be settled. John Michael Schmitz has taken first team reps in the last four practices with Bredesen working as a second team center and sometimes as a first team guard at you know on the left and at, on the right side so it looks like the giants although they won't say it at this point it looks like the giants are leaning in the direction of giving the center job to rookie john michael schmitz now can he do uh you know can he do as well as Creed Humphrey did a couple of years ago, as well as Tyler Linderbaum did in 2022 for the Baltimore Ravens. We'll have to find out. But the Giants drafted Schmitz 57th overall in the second round because they believe that he can be their center of the future, because they believe that he can be the guy to finally end the merry-go-round that they've had at center ever since Weston Richburg moved on to the uh, San Francisco 49ers. I believe that was after the 2017 season. It's been a different starter for the Giants at center every single season since then. And fingers crossed, the Giants drafted Schmitz because you know you have to have an anchor in the middle. You know you have to have stability. The Giants haven't had that Hopefully, Schmitz can provide that, and it looks like we're going to begin to see that right away in week one when the Giants open their season against the Dallas Cowboys. The other rookie that we have to talk about a little bit is first-round pick Tay Banks. There's been a little bit of gnashing of teeth because 
to be honest. You know, Hawkins has stood out more than Banks at this point. Banks has has had a couple of reps. You know, there have been a couple of clips posted by the posted by the Giants of of Hawkins getting beaten by tight end Darren Waller in one-on-one, getting beaten by Colin Johnson, big wide receiver in one-on-one drills. And the first thing I'll say is one-on-one drills are always really slanted toward the offense. There's there's just so much space and so many things that an offensive player can do in those one-on-one situations that those drills, I think, are always slanted toward the wide receivers. And listen, you know, Banks hasn't been perfect. He's he's given up some plays, but he's also made some plays. He's also knocked down some passes. He's been competitive. On Thursday, Wink Martindale lauded Banks' competitiveness and his his willingness to to just move on from a play when he gets beaten, to just come back and keep competing and keep going. And listen, I think that Sauce Gardner wrecked it for rookie cornerbacks. Rookie Rookie cornerbacks don't have the kind of success in the NFL that Sauce Gardner had last year. They're not dominant, all-pro caliber players right away. They don't walk into the league and become immediately one of the two or three best cornerbacks in the league, maybe the best cornerback in the league, which is what Sauce Gardner did for the New York Jets last year. I think that people have unrealistic expectations if they look at Deontay Banks and they want to say he needs to be Sauce Gardner. First of all, Deontay Banks was the 24th overall pick and Sauce Gardner went fourth overall as the first cornerback off the board. I believe he was the first cornerback off the board. I can't remember now. Perhaps Daryl Derek Stingley went right before Gardner, but still, Gardner went fourth overall in the draft. And you you just can't really compare the two players. I know it's they're both, you know, they're they both play their home games in the same stadium. I know it's New York, New Jersey. I know that the media market and the fan base is probably going to to not be able to help themselves. They're going to make that comparison, but I don't think it's fair to Deontay Banks. I think there's no reason to panic about Banks at this point. Sure, he's given up a couple of plays, but but that's what that's what happens in training camp. You learn, you make mistakes, you go up against the best receivers you've ever gone up against in your life. You you go up against NFL caliber players, play after play after play, and you learn. And that's what is happening right now with Deontay Banks. We'll see what happens once the regular season starts, but it is far too soon for people to be worrying about Deontay Banks. We'll, as I said, we'll see what happens in a few weeks when the games start. I don't expect Banks to be perfect. I don't think the Giants expect him to be perfect either. He'll give up some plays. Trey Hawkins will give up some plays if he's out there. Adoree Jackson gives up plays. Every NFL cornerback gives up plays on occasion. So I just don't think it's time to really, really be be worrying about Deontay Banks. Anyway, Giants fans, that's our show for today. Thank you, as always, for listening. 
make sure that you uh, you keep following our coverage at BigBlueView.com as the Giants continue rolling through training camp. I'll be out at uh, at practice at, in East Rutherford on Friday and again on Saturday evening. So please look for uh, look for my practice reports. Look for all of our features and our analysis of what's going on at training camp as we continue to help you guys uh, get ready for the Giants 2023 season. All right, uh, please stay safe out there. Take care of each other, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.